We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Banks it in This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. Coming to you live Wednesday, June 14th. We are eight days out from the NBA draft. Two days removed from the NBA season as the Denver Nuggets are your NBA champs. Uh, The guy who cares the least about that might be the star player, Nikola Jokic. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I've got J.D. Silva with me. Fellas. We've got Taylor Peterson. Hey, Siri, play a sloppy toppy by Travis Scott. <laughs> We've got Call Me Armoravian. <laughs> I don't, I don't okay, like the, <laughs> I don't like the word slop. And I, I know this vid, I know this podcast is gonna be great. It's gonna be a good one. <laughs> oh yeah. It's the slop pod, folks. Before we dive in to all the slop, let you guys know we are brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network, dailythunder.com. Programming note for you guys, this Sunday, 9 p.m. Central Time, we will have our Sunday night live show, so make sure you sub to the YouTube channel, come hang out with us. Really fun show planned for you guys this Sunday. Uh, Not going to spoil the content, but I think it's going to be a fun one. Uh, We've been kind of workshopping it for a while. And then a week from tonight, Draft Eve, We will be going live at 9 p.m. on Wednesday night, the 21st, giving all of our draft predictions, our assumptions. We're basically doing what Sam Presti told us not to do. We are not burning our assumptions and predictions. We're firing firing them out of a damn cannon. It's going to be fun. And then Thursday night, June 22nd, the NBA draft. We will be live right here on YouTube. Uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, all the places you watch us at for the live stream. We'll be live for the entire NBA draft first round, breaking down all the the trades, the picks, um, 
the rumors, all that kind of stuff. It'll be our fourth annual draft night live show. Uh, they get bigger and better every year. This year should be no exception. It's going to be an absolute blast. So make sure you join us next Thursday night. Even if you're like at a watch party or hanging out with your friends, whatever, pull up the stream, jump in the chat. Uh, you can listen to us while you also watch the draft on TV. It's just going to be a really good time. We're really excited about it. Gentlemen. It's always one of the best times of the year. It is. Absolutely. Most That's wonderful Christmas. time of the year. Like before, before we get into the slop, we're going to do a Thunder mock draft roundup. We did this, I think, a week ago. New mocks, new roundup. So I'm going to read off what the new mock drafts say about the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I want you guys just to give me kind of your feelings, your reactions, uh, as we are only eight days out. Uh, so the big one, ESPN, Jonathan Gavoni and Jeremy Wu dropped their latest mock draft this morning, packed full of intel until he got to pick 12 when they had uh, zero intel on the Thunder, which adds up. Um, their new mock has the Thunder taking Michigan guard Kobe Bufkin. Bleacher Report and Jonathan Wasserman updated his mock draft just a few days ago. His has OKC taking Taylor Hendricks at 12. Pretty far slide for Hendricks. OKC picks him up. Uh, CBS updated there two days ago. SB Nation also updated theirs two days ago. Both of them have the Thunder taking Bilal Kulabali from the Metropolitan 92s. Is that the right number? Yep. The 92s. So. Mm -hmm. so Buffkin, Hendricks, and then Kulabali. How do you guys feel about those three? Hendricks is the most interesting one to me there because of the slide. Uh, just him getting to that. I assume this draft had him at 12, right? There was no... Yeah. Yeah, that's a little odd to me, I guess. Um, I don't know if there's been intel around Hendricks slipping or not, but that was definitely the most exciting name of the four there. I think, to me, Bufkin is like not the most exciting pick. He's just like a sound guard that could add you know good depth to the team. And then Koulibaly's more of a kind of a, a player they're going to have to develop for a while. Uh, could could make an impact on D right away, but the offense you know certainly needs some work. So not, not the most exciting uh, <laughs> draft picks. Uh, personally, I'm cool with not seeing Lively there on any of these. But oh, interesting, because we were really high on Lively on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. When I'm you were like, in Margaritaville, I, I was in Margaritaville. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, Margaritaville and uh, other related establishments. But yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the. I wouldn't be crazy for with Lively at twelve. A little further back, I'd be. I'd be cool. Look, I'm trying to get invited to Silva family <laughs> vacation next year. <laughs> I'll bring you along. Tie you to, tie you uh, to the boat. For what it's worth on on Wasserman's Bleacher Report uh, mock, he had... It's kind of interesting. I'll just read it through to you real quick. Um, obviously, uh, Wemby at one. He's got Scoot, uh, Brennan Miller at two, Scoot at three. Uh, scrolling, Cam Whitmore at four. Asar at five. He has Asar going above Amen. Amen goes six to Orlando. Uh, Jairus to Indiana at seven. Anthony Black at eight, Grady Dick at nine, Derek Lively at ten. I could see all of those like coming to fruition. Um, uh, and then eleven Magic he has Bilal Kulabali, which pushes Taylor down to twelve. 
that was kind of my interpretation of this one. Not because I don't think Wasserman's plugged in or doesn't have a or isn't great at evaluating prospects, but I think he was trying to get a little cute on this one and just be a little different from consensus. Uh, because listening to him over the, over the past couple of weeks, really, um, specifically today, I know you, you listen to that podcast as well, Jacob. Like he's incredibly high on Amin, uh, more than us are. <clears throat> also, say, like the rest of his mocks uh, prior to that had been pretty. Uh, pretty consistent in regards to where he had players. I think this one, he was just trying to shake things up just a little bit and give so that way he could have different takes. Because honestly, if you're doing his job and you put out the same mock draft, <laughs> but just minor changes week after week leading up to the draft, like I think that's all this technically is. Um, I think the Thunder would have to trade up to get Hendricks is my thought. And obviously I, I really don't think Asar is going to go over. I'm in, um, I could see Cam Whitmore potentially going over him in, but that's a different mm-hmm. story. Obviously, Hendricks would be great. We talked to, like you guys mentioned about him on Sunday. Kobe Bufkin, uh, Silva, that was like perfect hit on that show. He really is uh, a really sound player, but I think with a lot of, uh, he's kind of a higher floor, but still has a lot of upside. He really came along towards the end of, of the season with Michigan. And it was kind of fun because I was watching Michigan for Jet Howard. And then, gosh, probably around December timeframe, Kobe Bufkin starts coming on the scene. I start tweeting about him a little bit. And it's interesting. He's continued to improve as he got further along into the season. And then obviously um, they're into, well, they didn't make the NCAA tournament, I don't believe. So um, regardless, Bufkin is a really fun, I I think he he fits a lot of things that the Thunder look for, but just almost too many possibilities. Yeah, that's true. Worked out with Shea and we think Chet in the background. I know I could see it, but again, that probably means like a trade man or somebody's going to have to leave. And then below Kulabali, obviously we know there's reports of Presley being there watching the Mets 92 game, uh, game two of their quote unquote finals. It makes a lot of sense, but again, it's another prospect uh, or at, at another project. And so I don't think Bilal makes sense. Yeah. That's kind of, I'm kind of on record last podcast with this. It just, I don't see the fit. I mean, I understand that high upside, lengthy, lanky athlete, long limbs, uh, but the processing, the basketball IQ, um, the ball movement just isn't there. And it, to me, Koulibaly is a Thunder draft pick from seven years ago, not a Thunder draft pick in uh, the modern sense of how the Thunder have been building their team. Kobe Bufkin's okay. Like he's a lefty, so I'm cool with that. I didn't know he was a lefty until today. He struggles with that right hand, though, which is a little concerning. Yeah. I just, it's interesting because, like, any dude that's as high up on on ESPN, CBS, yada, yada, um, all these dudes have sources that are plugged in somewhere. Um, And um, nobody really has that that for OKC. I mean, nobody has Mm -hmm. any sort of plug. That's why when all the f- initial mock drafts come up, go out a tier two, like the 15th or 16th or 1.0 or whatever point oh mock draft by the time it's uh draft night that everybody's is pretty different um, on who OKC might take. It's ever it's that every single year. And oftentimes it's not who anybody thought they were going to take in the first place or even a person that was even on the, on the radar, uh, which I think is interesting. Did anybody have o- uh, Oklahoma city that have their sights on Usman Jang like really hard last year? No. Did they think they would trade up th- with three picks to get uh, some guy like Usman Jang? No. 
um Jalen uh Jalen Williams did anybody think Jalen Williams either what, what was the yeah. consensus last year <laughs> not at all and then and Jacob was like 16 just, no I will give Sam Vecini credit he had in his final mock draft last year like two days before the draft he had the Thunder taking Usman at 12. That's so convenient. Sam, Sam oh, Vecini yeah. was was plugged into maybe a lucky guess thing. Yeah, yeah, plugged yeah. in. Who knows? I but think uh, I think Sam's really good. Yes, too. And, he, mm-hmm. and so, so I, I, I think it's funny to like look at. It. Sure, like we can like talk about Kobe Buffkin, Taylor Hendricks, Bill Okulabali. Um, I don't even. It, those guys don't even know. You know, yeah. no, you're exactly right. <laughs> so, J Dub didn't even know. He said he didn't even know he's going to get selected by the Thunder on draft night. <laughs> yeah, and so to tag on uh, of what uh, Jake said was is that. What is this? What what what's this team wanting to do? What what are they going? Are they starting to go the route of hey, we need bodies and role players to fill this team out now with young guys on long term contracts, or are they still swinging for the fences? Possibly, of course, you're going to try to do that regardless of your pick. Um, but um, you know what what kind of what kind of guys does the team need uh, going forward? Do they have several people that can play on the ball? Between J Dub, Shay, Josh, uh, add in a couple, Lou sometimes, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, so, but then you also you have a lot of length, you don't, but you don't like you guys have mentioned, you don't, you don't really have girth, you don't have, you don't have thickness, and that's something that the Thunder lack. They lack size, and are they gonna do that and get vets? And, and not play them because that's not what they're trying to do, you know. And so, like, what 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 are you doing? Is is what I'm was is my curiosity is what do, what do they need? It's very clear that they have a need for a high IQ sure a player that can maybe shoot the ball or high IQ defensive player that maybe has a thick body. Who knows? Um, and so that's why I just like err on the side of caution to like all. I never look all at mocks. mock drafts. Yeah, I never look at mock drafts. And so Jalen Williams at J Dub didn't know apparently that he was going to be selected or was surprised ish when he was selected by the Thunder. At least didn't know heading into the draft he was going to be selected by the Thunder. But yeah. then there was the and I can't remember. I think it was Zach Lowe who wrote this article, and we found out again in hindsight, obviously, sure. because that's to Kamiar's point. That's how the Thunder operate. But apparently they went into that draft at least wanting the the, the two uh, two guys being Chet Holmgren at two and J Dub at twelve. And they were also able to get their other guy, obviously, in Oose. So to your point, Kamiar, I think you're spot on. Um, which, and, and again, I I don't want to touch on this too much here because this is a bullet point later on in our slop, sloppy section. Uh, <laughs> but the Derek Lively int- interest, like that is one rumor. That's that dated back legitimate. a while now. Yeah, and, and from different people. Um, it's interesting, so we can get into that a little later. But yeah. Um, I mean, it, I think it's an interesting intersection draft for the Thunder. Uh, Kamiar kind of hit on it there on, are you, do you feel like you've got your guys and now you're building around them and you're looking for shooting or are you still sticking to the mold of what you've been doing, which is positional size and length, high basketball IQ, and they can figure out the rest later. Um, it's going to be interesting to see which direction they go. Like, one direction is Grady Dick. The other direction is a Kobe Bufkin or a my guy, Jarris Walker. Uh, the Grady Dick 
uh, direction also, I think, would include Taylor Hendricks, right? A more of a play finisher. So I think it's an interesting one. We're going to learn a lot about kind of what direction they are going once they make the draft pick, which I'm just getting increasingly excited about seeing what they are going to do. There's going to be some good guys on the board when we get to 12. I don't uh, want if bad they don't guys. make a trade. Touche. I do feel fortunate, just really quick, that we're even having the conversation of we don't know the Thunder are at this intersection and we don't know which way they're going to go. Are they going to continue to draft, you know, best available, highest upside, or are they going to take the better fit? We already know. It, that just made, it made me think of Charlotte. With they're always mid- going to go higher upside, though. I mean, yeah. like, their track record has proven that. But I think your question of fit is is real. It made me think of Mitch Kupchak, the Charlotte GM, weeks and weeks ago, immediately saying, well, we go, we like the young guys we got already, so I think we're going to go uh, we don't fit, need another guard. fit in this draft. <laughs> Said that immediately. You're number two in like, the draft, bro. Right. You should probably just go talent. <laughs> yeah. So just fortunate for the, <gasps> for the patience. And then Scoot comes in a couple of days ago or whatever and has a great workout. It's like, oh, my gosh. Scoot, this guy's fantastic. Every time – I think it was the uh, no ceilings guy posted a video of Scoot at a workout the other day. I swear to God, that guy has like 2% body fat. Yeah. I mean, he's got muscles yeah. in places I didn't know you had muscles. Yep. It's insane. He is. It's like an NFL player. More modern Russell Westbrook. That's what he, yeah. like physically, that's what he looks like. Yep. Yeah. He is Can insane. Scoot. Um, this, so before we move on, uh, just for the the degenerates who follow the uncontested closely, uh, if you don't, we're a really good time, and I suggest you follow us on social media. Um, but Eamon is asking the question of the day, which is, which of the degenerates had the tweets? It's been an argument in the Slack for the last it is. hour and since Tommy it was tweeted Art, out. It's been Tommy like has not 10 hours. Die. He's going to get down to it. Mm-hmm. I'm Look, convinced. Was... If you don't know what the tweet is, go to our Twitter page and just scroll back through today. You will find... "Quote unquote," the tweet. You will know what it is. My uh, personal vote is, it's Nick. Yes. It doesn't have emojis in it, so it's not Taylor. Correct. I also uh, I was think a little Justin on the Suggs part until I realized it was like a you know it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Justin, I I legitimately believe Justin's got three kids and he's like a boss at his job. He didn't have the time to fire that one off. I don't know. He hey, he was up early that morning, so you know that is true. he's not off the hook. He's just cooking up something. Not off the Silva replied to it like thirty seconds after it was <laughs> tweeted. He and did. It kind of makes me makes me think it was Silva. But the wording of it, the way it's set up, just feels like a Nick tweet. Also, I'm going Nick's Nick. been tweeting from the count like all day. He's had like three exactly. or four different tweets that you, are Nick. You know when you Nick know is Nick. using the uncontested as his burner account. Yes. Exactly. And that's exactly what was happening today. These exactly. are the words of an honest man. I did not do it. See, I would own up to it because I think it was fantastic. I wish I would have thought of it. It was Nick. It was not me. I don't know what I have to do to prove myself. I think it was Silva says it with the most shitting and grin on his face right now. It's just really funny that everyone thinks it's me. I think it was either Kamiar. I think Kamiar's a sleeper here. I didn't do it. It's not me. Uh, It was a good tweet. It it reads like a Nick tweet. Yes, it does. (laughs) And Nick was tweeting other things today. Green M&M's, man. Exactly. Uh, Green 
<laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, On the other side, uh, this show has the upside of just going off the rails. <laughs> you're going to want to stick around. If you're listening to the podcast version, if you're in the, in the live stream, you're going to want to stick around. We will be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, we are back, and it is time for what JD and I have dubbed the slop drop. <laughs> Dude. That is the sound of the slop dropping. We have arrived. Rain it's drop, that time. Slop top. The NBA finals are over. No it shot. is it is absolutely uh, draft rumor season right now. That means all the slop is coming out. <laughs> Left, right, over the top. We are getting all types of NBA slop right now. So we're going to have the slop drop section of the podcast. Uh, every time we talk about a new piece of slop, Silva is going to play the sounder. Silva, one more time for the people the at home, worst. please. <laughs> I hate this podcast. Get used to that sound, because we got a lot of slop coming your way. Uh, That was so Um, uh, in Vegas last year after those uh, Buffalo uh, whatevers. (laughs) After after he ate Nick's burrilla poutine. 
Oh my God, Silva! I wish you were going to Vegas this, this year with us. Uh, I know. All right, so we are ranking the slop rumors today. Here are our tiers: uh, how you can rank. If it is super sloppy, meaning it's a good rumor, it's fun. We got to dive into it. That slop is the sloppy Joe. Okay, maybe the sloppiest thing you can eat. Y'all like sloppy Joes? No. I've never been a sloppy Joe guy. Too sloppy. Jake, you like slops? I'm I'm not not a sloppy Joe guy. Wow. I mean, it's the best slop. I like sloppy Joes. I feel like if it had a different name, I would enjoy it. Yeah, you got to toast the bread. You got to toast the buns, Mm. man. That's That's fair. The issue, I think, is my first sloppy Joe was like, Cafeteria sloppy Joe and yeah. Yeah. you can't trust public. My mom was a big sloppy Joe. Guy. It's not yeah. one of those things where you say it's wet. You say it's wet. <laughs> it's its reputation has been dragged drugged yeah. through the mud over the years. Yeah. So it's, All it's, right, yeah. our mid tier slop, which is uh, it's an okay rumor. I don't know if it really means that much. Uh, th- these rankings were made by JD, by the way, <laughs> just so everybody knows. Mid tier is Waffle House. <laughs> Okay, it's got good, a little bit of slop. Yeah, it's just a good slop. It's a good one, but I, I have a uh, substitute here because I, that just came to me. Mm-hmm. What about so not. Silva's beef stroganoff? Oh my god! <laughs> I think I, we're gonna stick with the I can't do this. I can't do this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bad slop. The the rumors that just yeah. aren't fun are boring. It's not good stuff. Um, again, this is a silver ranking. Is a Popeyes biscuit. My question is why is why are you hating on Popeye's biscuit? Are you putting the honey on the biscuit? If that's you want that's the thing. Point. That's the thing. Point. On its if you're own. ready to end it all, you just go order like four Popeye's biscuits, no water. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> the thing. On its own, a Popeye's biscuit is just turns your mouth to a desert. It's true. But you it is gravy or some honey, right. like you mentioned. You need more. Dry up dry up in there. It ain't wet. <laughs> Big Mike NZ brings up a good point. Ta- Taco Bell maybe should have been the sloppiest slop. It's sloppy when you eat it. It's more sloppy when it comes out. Can of eat it over a sink or a trash can sort of situation? <laughs> Can't eat it while you're driving. That's a bad like a thing. rat. Yeah. <laughs> Had it for lunch today. No. So. What'd you eat? What'd you get? A quesadilla. Uh, did you get a Baja Blast? Nope. <laughs> Just the water. What's the point hey, going? We'll get some of those in Vegas. I wish you two were going. Yeah. We'll face <laughs> All right, we, we are we'll off the rails it. already. Let's are, get into the we slop. Are, we are, we are. There is a, some actual good uh, juicy details yes. that were, were dropped today. Okay. <laughs> First piece of slop, you guys got to rank it. Sloppy Joe, Waffle House, or Popeye's Biscuit. Okay. Is that Charlotte is still considering taking Scoot over Brandon Miller. I mean, to me, this is a Popeye's Biscuit. Agreed. This is for Popeye's biscuits. <laughs> yes. This is Popeye's biscuit, no water. I right. mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 considering taking another real good player. Yeah, we're considering yeah, yeah, at exactly. number two taking the second best player in the draft. All right. Zero slop there. That's as might that's have been, as dry as a bone. And you guys know how I feel about both Paulo and Chet. Um, hashtag Chet better. But uh, in regards to Wimbenyama, however, <laughs> I, I think Scoot would have been number one last year. And so mm. I, I don't know. I, I don't get the whole Brandon Miller situation. Yeah, mm. that's fair. All right. Second piece of slop. Uh, this first sloppy section is all draft slop. 
We'll get to NBA wide slop later on. Second one. Um, Jonathan Gavoni floats the name Brandon Ingram. If new Orleans were to pursue the second overall pick saying that they would trade BI to get scoot at number two. Hey, I say that's that's waffle house. That's waffle hey, house. That's swap. what I was thinking too. We're in that, agreement again. To me, this to me, if that's the case, if that if that's legitimately the case, of course, everything's rumors. Every if things hearsay, if you hear the Johnny Depp Amber Heard, nobody's pooping on the bed this time. Um, <laughs> it's it signals maybe what's up with Zion as well in relation to that and what they need to do with their franchise. Um, if they're really willing to cash in Brandon Ingram for that second pick, because I like Brandon Ingram a lot. I like him a lot, a lot and on the right team in the right role. I feel like trading BI for scoot is like taking a step back to hopefully take like two or three steps forward later on. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I just don't know if I'm moving BI for pick number two. I'd be more inclined to move Zion, which was that's kind of the direction I'm leading. Now, if I'm Charlotte, are you willing to take the risk? That's the thing. That's why you could bring in Scoot and be really good. I mean, the Zion trade, a Zion trade is such a high ceiling, low floor trade. Right. There's a chance he comes in and plays 30 games a year like he's done his entire NBA career. Yeah. There's a chance he finally gets right. And he and LaMelo Ball create a hell of a two man tandem in that offense and yeah, they become can... a really, really good team. Yeah, Mark. Williams I don't know. There. I'm, I'm generally risk adverse, so I don't think I would do it. I think I would just make pick number two. It's also a chance new ownership comes in and wants to make a splash. And that could be true. Yeah, but I don't think the new ownership will be in place before the draft. Whatever it is, they already know what they're doing. Scoot is such an MJ player, too. Like, I just, I see that more than I do Brandon Miller. Whatever Um, they, whatever it is, they already know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Our friends, the Orlando Magic, the six man show podcast, getting in here trying to figure out also. Uh, who is the culprit behind <laughs> they the missed tweet. Our, They missed us going through this earlier, but the, the consensus to our friends over at the Six Men Show is us, Nick. And Nick's now watching as well. So it's, Yeah, so go uh, tweet at Nick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so w- we are all going um, Waffle House on the BI trade stuff. I think it's fair. Now that's a lot of slop. <laughs> oh my God. Why did you add that? <laughs> Earlier for those today. for those listening to the podcast, Silva didn't say that live. He made that a drop. <laughs> that is incredible. He's building on this. Sound incredible. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Next piece of slop. Uh, Portland would be pleased to select Miller or Scoot Henderson. This is this is. I actually don't know. I actually don't. I don't know what this is for me because this all this could be a new thing. Like oh. Maybe we're does this does this point to them being more inclined to trade Dame and start over, and therefore they would like. If that there? was the report, this is sloppy Joe, right? But it's not. So I right. this one's Popeye's biscuit to me. We're content taking the third best prospect with pick number three. It's another yeah. Are we raking this like as far as the actual headline? Yeah, the quality of like how juicy the rumor is. Oh yeah, that's 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 Popeye's biscuit then. I agree. 
I agree. That's not, yeah, that's not... Not like, much to take from that. That's not, I, I'm not gonna, like, you know, that's an update on your phone, you're like, yeah, I knew that, and you kind of swipe right or immediately, and mm-hmm. then you just keep mm-hmm. on doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's a boring one. All right, next one. Amen uh, Thompson and Cam Whitmore. I almost got the names mixed up. Amen Thompson oh, and man. Cam Whitmore are the two names tied most to the Houston Rockets. That's yeah. kind of Popeye's biscuit for me, just because of the way it's worded. Like if it, if it were worded differently to where, which I, this is apparently the case based off what I've read and, and heard on podcast um, that the Rockets are considering Cam Whitmore over Amin Thompson. I think that would be a little more waffle house. However, the way this is worded, they're considering both of those players at four. Yeah. They should be considering both those players at four. You know, I'm also I'm I'm considering if I should be drinking my water or my <laughs> pine, pineapple coconut flavored body armor drink right now. Uh, they are both my options that are mostly available to me. Um, so uh, that's that's what I'm thinking about. So I would say that is a bad slop. It's not it's it's, it's bad slop, man. Slops yep. running dry. Next one. Uh, Gavoni says Orlando does not have a perfect fit at six. By the time they get to six on the draft board, there is not a great fit for Orlando. I don't know. Sorry, go ahead, Silva. Yeah, I don't know if, is the purpose of reporting this kind of indicating that they are more willing to move back if they don't have their options That would be fascinating. But the headline alone. Yeah, that's not the slop though. The slop is just, there's not a perfect fit. If it was there, no, there's not a perfect fit, and so they're interested in collecting assets and moving back. Mm-hmm. That is some pretty juicy slop. That's the cafeteria <laughs> sloppy joe, <laughs> untoasted bun. If it's the premise that just it's Gavoni just saying Orlando doesn't have a perfect fit that's fit fit at six, and in his in his opinion, right. I would that I would say well that's not entirely great slop because. Let's be honest here. There, I'm sure. I'm sure the Orlando front office is enamored by several of these players. Exactly. Uh, by their, by exactly what their exactly. scouts are saying. So that's why I say hey, this is a bad slop. There's a I chance Cam Whitmore's on the board. There, they could take Anthony Black. They could go with Sar Thompson, Jared Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Jer- uh, now, I don't, I don't think Jarris is a good fit in Orlando when you already that's have right. Franz Wagner and Paulo Bancaro and, Paulo. and Wendell Wendell Carter Jr. So uh, I'm going bad slop. I'm going Popeye's Biscuit on this one. Gavoni says Jairus has a very narrow draft range, uh, being a candidate at five or seven and not sliding past nine with Utah. Utah is very enamored with him at nine. This is important slop to me, so I'm going (laughs) Waffle House because Jairus (laughs) is my guy, and Gavoni is telling me where we need to trade to to get Jairus. So I'm going Waffle House slop on this one. You know what? That's exactly what I think this report, sorry, this report, this, um, I guess it is reporting. It's like seems to indicate. It's almost like maybe these teams are uh, trying to get some fillers out there. Um, I I think it's a little dry for me because just because of, to your point, Jacob, how high I am am on Walker, like why wouldn't he go in that range? (laughs) You know, I, I don't know. Listen, this this might be sloppy Joe. This is and this is why I say it might be sloppy Joe. This is an indication that 
And Jonathan Gaboni, very plugged in, especially with uh, with the draft, of course. He's not Woj or Shams. Um, it's just it's an indication that says, suggests, of course, if he does not go higher for whatever reason, uh, if, if somebody doesn't like love him the last days or leading right next up to the draft, as we've seen in the years past, that, uh, hey, if you want this guy, these are the main spots. You basically need to be at five, seven, or maybe possibly nine, um, at, but five by the earliest to suggest that, like, I would say that's a, actually a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty specific, wor- specifically worded stance on, hey, if you want this candidate right here, these are what the other teams are doing. You would need to do this. And so it signals, hey, like you mentioned, other teams floating out. Uh, we're kind of interested in hearing offers on the table. And any team that wants a Jairus Walker like Jacob Niffin, uh, then yeah, uh, <laughs> you're interested. And so I know there's a lot of people on this podcast that like Jairus Walker. That's a good point. That's a good point, especially the the way he uses he uses the word narrow specifically, kind of. Yep painting a little bit of urgency there almost to teams outside of that range. I think feel like that kind of was the purpose of this. So I think I'm, I'm going waffle house here. I'm folding up the uh, waffle house waffle with my ingredient, with my eggs and my sausage inside of the waffle and I'm pouring syrup all over it. It's good stuff. Get the grand slam. Let's go <laughs> flip side of Jairus uh, report that Grady Dick's draft range appears to be wider than anticipated. He could fall all the way down to 13 but they don't anticipate him getting farther than the Toronto Raptors. That is pretty interesting to me because he originally it's like top 10 for I'd sure. I'd say like top early on, he was like top seven. That's what it felt like. Like eight was the floor. And now all the way out to 13. I know last, I believe it was maybe last Wednesday, uh, me, you, and I think maybe Nick were talking about how, why would Grady come work out with a team like Oklahoma city? If he thinks he's going to go, further ahead of them maybe this is kind of a part of that he really he's realizing or his agent is realizing that this is more in his draft range this and is bad did... slop <laughs> this is bad slop y'all it, no grady slop this, we see this every year players they scotty barnes we saw scotty barnes people were we were upset that oklahoma city did not get scotty barnes and look what you got uh, but anyways, like he kept on rising and kept on rising. And, you know, he said that Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, all these dudes kept on rising and, 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 or dudes like falling like Perry Jones. Um, and, uh, these things are normal. So to say, to say, to say, Oh, Grady Dick, after several other evaluations with team workouts and other NBA teams and scouts, he's tending to slide down draft boards. That's not good slop. That's regular yeah. NBA talk. Also, when they say guys like um, Derek Lively or Bilal Koulibaly are rising up and getting uh, consideration yeah. in the lottery, well, if somebody moves into the lottery, that means somebody else has to move out. Right. And I also think, too, I mean, if you're a good agent, there's a lot of, uh, again, I mean, we in our Slack, we talked about some specific players and agents that maybe weren't a great fit uh, players who are young, immature and not getting great advice from their agents. Um, maybe even try and take advantage of those players. I think this is a, a great move by Grady's agency. And I can't remember it might, 
I want to say maybe it's Bill Duffy, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's just off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Which obviously the OKC connection, but, but that's it right there, to, right as as well. Like, okay, maybe you think his range is only you know six to nine, but you're going to go ahead and give OKC that that visit for a multitude of reasons. A, if he does fall that low, you'd love for him to go to OKC. It'd be a great opportunity for him. You have a great connection there with the franchise. Or with the front office, also there's opportunity for them to be able to trade up and get him. So a lot of different things in motion here. Um, I think it's just a great move by Dick and his camp, and I'm kind of with Kamiar in the sense that like I don't know if this is super juicy necessarily. Um, and if he were working out with like the Atlanta Hawks at 15, then and as well as OKC Thunder, it's like okay, we think his stock is dropping, and we're working out with 12 through 15, 16 mm-hmm. uh, in the draft. All right, next piece of slap. Many around the league are curious if the Raptors are going to attempt to move up by trading Pascal Siakam. Now, this is juicy. <laughs> We're kind of getting into juicy it. And I might have to bring out the third sounder. You might say it's a little sloppy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Love it. It's <laughs> uh, amazing. This one is talks from back at the trade deadline now coming back up. That's what this is to me. Yeah. Toronto didn't want to trade the guys at the trade deadline, but now Fred Van Vliet has opted out. Nick Nurse is gone. They've brought in a first-time head coach who's more of a player development guy. Signs in Toronto are pointing towards a rebuild. Uh, So moving off of your veteran to get a better pick in this draft just makes sense. At least I got Drake, man. <laughs> Six God. <laughs> if you were Portland, would you do Siakam in 13 for three? So that, yes. I was about to say. Everything's falling apart. Yes. Yeah. I don't mean to hint at our segment that we'll probably do on Sunday unless all hell breaks loose in the NBA. Um, but how, yeah. How old is Siakam? He's like 30. Oh, yes, do it. That is get, a trade. And could you it. do like three in Simons and maybe some? Are you saying do it from assets? the Toronto side or do it from the the Portland, Portland side? Portland side. Oh, you do and it from you... the Toronto side anytime. Portland side's gonna be like, mm, I don't know about that. If I'm oh, if really? I'm Portland, well, actually, I'm. I don't know. Well, yeah. If I'm Portland, I'm in... trading Dane yeah, before yeah, I trade yeah, pick yeah. three. I, that's what they should do. But I'm. Th- I mean, they're very adamant about this. So. They, they trade. Th- they trade three for Siakam. That contract. What, se- what seed are they going into the playoffs next year? Like sixth they, or seventh. It's gross. Are they? But that's what they're going. They're to a playing team. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do they then let oh, Jeremy Grant walk? The playing team. That's what I'm Who saying. Who they playing like, at center? You you gonna run Nurk at center some more? Trade Go Nurk. ahead. Get trade cooked him. in the pick and roll trade every Nurk. possession. Yeah. You trade Nurk. You start Jeremy Grant at center. You run Siakam at the four, and you figure the rest out, dude. It's a weird now. It's a weird back to the, I think that uh, team's out in the first round. Slops. Yeah, yeah. No, that team is out. Slops. That team is out in the first round. Portland has needed to blow that crap up for the longest time, and just like the Wizards. Do it, but at least yeah. the Wizards are doing it right now, like you just mentioned, Taylor. which we'll get into. Yeah, no, yep. um, no. I would to everyone's point. I would much rather have Brandon Ingram four three and yeah. uh, Simons or whatever. Shoot, even Zion. So I'd be willing to take that. Is this is our first. Like true sloppy Joe. Oh yeah, this is a sloppy. It's interesting. Joe. I think this could be a sloppy Joe. If it's not three to Portland, 
I wonder if it could be Florida Houston. That's interesting. Houston is a team that is very clearly oh under ownership gosh. mandate to be better. A men and Shaden Sharp together in the backcourt. Oh, that's so fun. Or if you do the the trade with the Rockets at four, you have Scotty Barnes and Amen Thompson. Like yeah, and Amen oh, kind of sorry. fits. Good point. What Toronto's I, I, always done. Like that's yeah. really fun. I just, <laughs> I'm still thinking of three. Yes, good point. The rockets are trash, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> these are uh, these are facts. But yeah, all right. Um, Load out there for one of those top picks. So we're going sloppy Joe yeah, for this good. one. Yes, it's a good one. It's a good one. Let's get a couple more and one that's not on the list, but I'm bringing it up anyways. Mm. Report out there that there has been a draft prospect who recently had a first round grade. That has had very poor workouts. Um, people are questioning his character. And reportedly, at one workout with the team, walked off the court because he was winded and then was taking hits off the vape pen in front of either a general manager or a scout. It is widely believed that that draft prospect would be one Gigi Jackson, who is now getting like graded in the low 30s. Yeah, it's all adding up. And the track record prior to these details coming out adds up as well. Um, I'm kind of like in between. I'm not quite to a Waffle House yet, but I'm a little more than a than a dry Popeye's biscuit. Um, I'm not sure what that would be. <laughs> I don't like the way we're describing this right now. Uh, but I, I, it's it's interesting, right? How that how that how that happens. How that works out. I mean, CP3 vouch for GG someone. He did, but yeah. now again, this is also off the top of my head, and uh, I probably should have have this pulled up. I'm pretty sure GG played for CP3's AAU team, which again, like that's that's. Okay. I don't think CP3 really knows who GG is. Right. It's almost like yeah, yeah. That's right. Speaking of CP3. Did y'all talk about uh, how he said, okay, see, we felt like he felt like he revived his NBA career? No, but that's awesome. It well, is. Pretty I cool. think that came out after we potted on Sunday. It, yeah, it did. I, I think it did. I, I, was, I wasn't sure. Uh, but yeah, like, I thought it was pretty cool to see him say that uh, um, he felt like that the Oklahoma City Thunder um, with Sam Presti calling, of course, is very complimentary. Every, every, every time that anybody speaks of Oklahoma State, they're very complimentary of Sam Presti, an organization. But saying it is pretty like cool like revived his career. Yeah. Uh, and toward to the point where the Suns felt like they could win something with him. So that's pretty good. Good yeah. stuff. Very cool. Um, I have a couple more pieces of draft slot before we move on to NBA wide and get Sean. out of here. <laughs> About GG. I love it. A <laughs> um, couple more here. Uh, let's do. Let's do two. Okay. No, we'll do we'll do three because I want to get a Thunder specific one. First okay. one, uh, Hawks have had a tough time getting prospects in for workouts. Guys all see themselves as higher picks, and Atlanta has too many guys fighting for minutes, um, and they don't want to go work out in Atlanta. So in the spirit of Atlanta, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, not a Popeye's dry biscuit, but a Chick-fil-A dry biscuit. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. Yeah, it's super dry, super, super dry. That's 
It's like, wow, I'm I am so sh- I am so shocked by this news, <laughs> guys. You know, uh, you is, know, uh, uh, whoever all. did this. I wonder if part of this is like cultural stuff in Atlanta as well. Because Dude. that's how I took it. Yeah, on that exact note, vi- Jacob, vibes aren't very great there. Uh, on that exact note, Jacob, and obviously Atlanta's further along in their process right now. But isn't OKC in a somewhat similar spot? A ton of dudes always competing for minutes. It, and lots of guys want to come to OKC who are young. Right. But the right. culture right. in, in the culture is different, right? Greg, like mm-hmm. we're talking about. And like even when the Hawks were good, good. Like when when you know Trey they they go to the playoffs, Trey sends the Knicks home, you know, does the whole shimmy, whatever, and then the, the next year they kind of like they fall off a little, they fall off. Even when they were good. I didn't feel like their team had a great culture. I didn't feel like they were a very good team. Uh, you can have a you, like you can have a good basketball squad, but you don't have to have the best team. I mean, like you have to have really good other moving parts and good chemistry. Like so, like understanding that, yeah, I'm competing against you every single day for playing time, um, especially as young guys. Oklahoma City filled with young guys, the youngest team in the league. Everybody is competing for a spots. Usman, Poku, uh, Jalen, not so much anymore. Trey Mann is competing for spots to the point where he's in the media saying, like, it's not all what it looks like because he drops a triple-double in the middle of a game. And so it's 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 pretty wild just to see all of that just, like, going on. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, the Hawks don't have a lot of contrast. young guys. They don't. When you look at their roster, here you go. Trey Young. Not a young guy on a second contract, right? An established guy. DeJounte Murray, John Collins, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Clint Capella. Um, I guess you can consider Sadiq Bey young. Jalen Johnson is young. DeAndre Hunter is in yeah. his second contract, about to be in his second contract. Yeah. And Yeka Kongwu, that was the Poku draft, so he's going into year four. AJ Griffin. Then you got guys like Aaron Holiday and Bruno Fernando and Garrison Matthews. Like Yikes. they are not a super young team. Now, and just using this prospect because I think he is a prospect who would fit very well on both teams, and we just talked about him, um, and not because of his funny last name, but in all being genuine here, Grady Dick, I think he fits very well with both the Atlanta roster being kind of playing the Kevin Herter role, who I've compared. Him yeah, to. didn't Atlanta not because just have of the obvious reason? Okay, Grady Dick. But exactly. and trade him away exactly. for pennies on yeah. the dollar. He, so he would fit well there, right? For that very reason, I agree, Jacob. Also would fit great with OKC because you know more of a a fit thing in terms of having another shooter who can also I, he he's more than just a shooter. If you're Grady Dick and his agent, who would you rather play for or, or play with? I should say, play for the Thunder, play for the Atlanta Hawks, like we mentioned, but also play with Shea Gilds Alexander, Josh Giddy. Jalen Williams mm-hmm. or DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, and Yaka Kongwu, like it, John Collins, who's been shot for Collins. forever. Um, AJ Griffin, like, yeah. There's a lot of I unrest there. Like, Cam yeah. Reddish asked out. John Collins has been rumored to be traded for years. Trey Young has an issue with his coach, like, almost every year. It's weird. It's yep. weird. And I get it. What's totally the good. level of, say, Popeye's Biscuit? At, or, Atlanta chicken establishment biscuit and Taylor's perspective. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Let's get through these last two ones pretty quick so we can move on to our second round of slop. 
the Golden State Warriors are considering moving a young guy like Jonathan Kaminga to get a high pick. I don't know, like... This is borderline sloppy Joe for me because they didn't specifically... They specifically said Jonathan Kaminga, but they said a young guy like Jonathan Kaminga. Yes. Yep, that's exactly where I'm at. They have pick 19. I don't know, like, high draft pick. What is their perspective of high? Is that, like, top eight? Is that... I mean... If OKC could trade back five spots to 19 and pick up Moses Moody, I think I'm doing it. Moody's I, probably the like one young guy they love, though. Or yeah, like, yeah. They loved Jordan Poole for a minute and then they paid him. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. I don't know what I don't know what high draft pick means in this context either. Because if it's if it's me, I'm not wanting to trade a top 10 pick for Kuminga. I'm not neither am I. Even OKC Agreed. at 12, I wouldn't do it. At uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how far back I'd have to go to want to trade for Kaminga at this point. That's a good point. Kaminga well, just so doesn't that. fit OKC at all, though. Right, 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 which is why they passed on him, and I think they will continue to. And so you bring up a good point. It's almost like Golden State's floating that out there, like we want a high draft pick. But nobody to see who will bite. It, it, right, and nobody should or will. Would the Mavs bite? That's my thought. Is, is that a high... like? Yeah. I think Tim's pretty good. What, yeah. kind, what what kind of team fits Jonathan Kaminga right now? I think the Mavs are a good one, actually. Why? 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 What did they trade you don't ever, there? He's strictly a play finisher and a defensive wing player. You don't have to worry about like his deficiency is decision making with the ball. Um, you don't it's have your, to worry about that on a team that's got Luca and Kyrie. It's your Dorian Finney Smith replacement. I. And, this won't happen because they already made a trade for Wiseman, but gosh, that's a Troy Weaver player to a T. He's also super athletic. I like Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade 12 for him or whatever, yep. but man, uh, Oklahoma city could definitely use some diversity uh, as far as their big <laughs> men go. They, 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 they like, they're they're big men. He, he's yeah. a different level of athlete. He's than, a different level right. big man. Like they've got two legitimate. This is why Jacob loves Jairus Walker, and I am backing him on this. There's like you got two I'm legitimate bigs, kinda right. You've got JRE, uh, and you've got in a J Will, Jalen Will, J Will. Poku's kind of like a big, I suppose, but you know, just because he's tall. Same thing with Chet. I mean, but he's like an actual like kind of at least a power forward just because of like what he's like he's gonna do. But you don't have that kind of thick bodied, muscular, aggressive rim runner guy that you'll oop it to. Of course, you'll oop it to Chet once he gets involved in the game. Uh, but you don't have anybody else like that. There's a difference between the, like the strength, and that's why I'm getting more and more soul on Derek Lively. Uh, Sure. There's a part of me that's getting excited about that. To your point, Kamiar. So like, I'm not, I'm not saying I would, I'm not saying I'd trade 12. I'm just saying I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by Jonathan Kaminga. He's still in that age range, and yep. I know. I, and I know Definitely Nick likes Jonathan Kaminga, right? Yep. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Last piece of draft slop. We've got a lot. This last one I want to cover though. Uh, both Utah and Oklahoma City sent "quote unquote" front office officials to France to watch Bilal Koulibaly and Mets 92. 
um, it is widely believed that the Thunder front office person who went over there was in fact Sam Presti. Anything to read into that there? First, like, what's the level of slop there? And is there anything to read into it? To me, I feel, I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like Presti just does this quite a bit, like loves to travel and see these guys. I feel like stuff. Presti is one of the more active GMs and act, actually going out and watching prospects right. uh, in He's, the wild. That's that's the Spurs uh, video coordinator in mm-hmm. him. And he's he's maintained that, which makes him so good at what he does. He's he's a GM, I, but he's also a scout at heart. I don't think it alludes to the Thunder like leaning towards taking Koulibaly. I think Koulibaly is the last non-number one overall pick that is still actively playing basketball right now. And you can't bring him over for a workout because he's playing in the finals. So you have to and, go there to see him. And also playing against some of the most elite competition yeah. he's seen all season. And it's a I free agree. trip to France. What? We we. Well, I mean, like, what? It, what? Jeez. What it makes? Uh, what it? What I think of it all is what Presti specifically probably does. I mean, yeah, sure. You're gonna look at the performance. Uh, of course, you're gonna, you're the GM of a team that's thinking about drafting this guy. Possibly, maybe he may, he he might not even be on the drop board right now. We're talking about him right now, um, but he goes there. Sure, uh, they're interested a little bit. Yeah, um, he knows what he's getting. They've scouted the crap out of him so much already. Mm-hmm. He is going to ass- assess his body language, see how he takes. The Talk coaching. to him. Talk to him. See. I mean, call me or I. Call me or I. Taught through a pandemic. There is a difference between interviewing and communicating with someone via Zoom. And going and sitting down and having an in-person conversation with yeah. somebody. And that's a great point. Bilal's as well. not coming over here for interviews. He's currently playing basketball. Great point. Yeah, he's 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 gonna go ask how the like talk to the coaches in person. Like, how does he do this? How does he take yeah yeah? He's gonna actually talk to the person himself. He's gonna look at his mannerisms, even on the bench, how he is with his teammates. He's gonna look how he is on the court in between timeouts, etc. Those are the small things. And like, if anybody has said anything about the Oklahoma City organization, they've always mentioned how great of an organization it is, sure, but they also mentioned how Oklahoma City is really, really, really great at the tiny details, and that's mm-hmm. Sam Presti. Probably talking to Bilal's fifth grade teacher right now. Probably. <laughs> That's not sarcasm either. Did like, Krusty does problems. that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So is this is this a biscuit? Is this a Waffle House? I think it's probably like it's a biscuit with honey on it. Yeah, yeah. that's a good in between. Okay. Yeah, I like that. It's like a good like one. That. No napkin. No napkin. <laughs> let's no napkin. let's take a quick break on the other side. Uh, we're gonna hit the sloppy slop. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. We are back. It is time for the real slop now, Silva. You might say it's a little sloppy. First one, and very interesting note today. Rival executives say Harden to Houston situation is become quote increasingly uncertain. Houston, there's a problem. <laughs> We've gone from it being nearly a foregone conclusion that Harden was going back to Houston, that it is now highly uncertain. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in like the last five days to a week, there has been a lot of reporting about other types of players and names that Houston would go after if they do not get James Harden. Fred Van Vliet, Kyrie Irving, um, please, Lord, Austin Reeves, like all these different names. All this leaking is coming from Houston. One hundred percent. I hate Houston so much. <laughs> They're such garbage. They wear, they are in jorts in a wife beater, wearing a chain wallet right now, walking down. I, oh my gosh! Like, what is this organization doing? Uh, I feel like poverty franchise, man. Dude, Harden's poverty. in a weird spot. Uh, Windhorse. This is uh, some additionals bonus slop. Windhorse. Also reported today that the Sixers are not desperate for James Harden. Wow. Nor so, should they be. Nor should they be, right. You mean the guy I'm that flew James out to Harden, Las man. Vegas a day before game one to party? Yeah. So when like, game one was like, in Philadelphia? Harden the is guy trying to start who a bidding was war out and partying in right. Miami during the NBA Finals when he was a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder? Yep. It's been a, uh, Might not be a, a pattern. For old James. So happens you're not addicted to the game. I think Philly, if he doesn't leave for Houston, I think he's back in Philly. I don't think there's like a, a third consideration out there. But yeah, Houston basically leaking intentionally all these players that they're going to make a run at. They'd be interested just, in Zion Williamson. Like, just tells just, me that no. they they are directionless. Yes. They're going to piece together some garbage and be like, a, a seven or an eight or a nine seed next year. Everybody, everybody knew that James Harden was not going to Houston. Everybody knew that James Harden was not going to Houston. Maybe there. I feel like the Rockets are crazy enough to do it. Is the thing that's the only reason why. Well, I and the thing that. was, a report came out that said the Rockets aren't going to max him. Well, that so why is he coming back home if you're not giving him all the money when you've got like sixty million cap space? Because he likes being paid money to have freedom to actually pursue his interests, which do not include basketball. <laughs> I'm I'm That's actually true. pro Harden right. Houston because that I think makes the pick that they owe OKC next year. Like I would be fine if Houston was the worst team in the league next year because it's a 50-50 shot at pick number five. But I mean I'm 
I'm okay if Houston goes back because you're probably getting picked 10 or 12. Yeah, so, yeah that's I, a great point. I'm rooting for chaos, and I think we're headed for chaos in this situation. I don't want to talk about Houston or Harden anymore. Um, what level of slop is this? <laughs> it's it's fairly sloppy it's not I mean, a... anything with james harden is sloppy let's be honest it's, it's i was not about to sloppy. say that Dang it. it's it's sloppy but with the ch it's sloppy <laughs> it's gross i think that's that fair away from me now that's a lot of slop <laughs> uh next one there's two more i'm going to lump them into one Gavoni indicated in his mock draft that Washington could go under a full rebuild under Winger and Will Dawkins. Uh, and then both Shams and Woj reporting today uh, that Washington in, quote, weighing their rebuild um, has been in communication with Bradley Beal's agent because Bradley Beal has a no trade clause uh, and working with them as offers come in to figure out what is best for Bradley Beal. My analysis on that, on, on that Woj and, and Shams report, Washington is trying to keep the allure of mystery. Oh, we might not go full rebuild. So you got to blow us away with an offer for Beal before we'll actually trade him. Washington's doing a rebuild. 100%. Like this yeah. reporting confirms it to me. Um, Kyle Kuzma's going to opt out. They're going to let him go. They're going to find a trade partner for Beal. They're going to let Chris Stapps walk, or if Chris Stapps opts into that final year, they're going to trade him. Yep. And That's they are going full-on rebuild. Um, As they should. I, you, the first time in my life. Yeah, you, you hired Will Dawkins and Michael Winger, two Presti protégés who have it imprinted in their DNA on how to rebuild a team. And your owner gave you the green light to do a rebuild. And now you're floating out stuff about Bradley Beal. You're going on a rebuild. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I put this as, like you mentioned, Popeye's biscuit with honey on it. Uh, this is, <laughs> this is not, it's not bad slop because it's, it's needed to, ha it's been needed to happen for a very, very long time. Um, and, but it's not Waffle House. It's not like mid slop just because like you kind of expected this at one point or another, at least. I mean, like, I mean, Bradley Beal could always be Damian Lillard up in Portland, you know, uh, but I never got that vibe from Brad Beal uh, that that Dame Lillard's willing to put in those cash and all his chips in Portland. I mean, kudos to him, I guess. Um, but I, I think I think it's just a step above being dry. Um just simply because uh, Washington, like you mentioned, they got the Presti protégés in there. Brad Beal, how old is he? 20? 30, 30, 31. 30, yeah. 31? Really? Yeah. Uh, With arguably the worst contract in the league? Yeah, gosh. It is very large contract. It's got a no trade clause. It's got a 15% trade kicker. It's 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 tough, but I it, it's interesting because like, Washington is they needed to do a rebuild like once you got that notification on your phone did you like think to yourself yeah that makes sense 
uh did like was that was that your reaction what were oh, you yeah. were any of you surprised or was it like yeah that needed to happen a while ago was was anybody surprised by the notification i'll tell you i'm more surprised that the reporting came out than just a the wizards have traded bradley bill straight up you know like i almost think just getting a report that they traded bill would be less surprising than this reporting coming out. This reporting is straight up playing the PR game. Do you guys want to know how much Brad Beal is owed over the next four years? Isn't it something like $200 million? Yes, it's uh, 46 mil next year, 50, 53, 57 million dollars per year. Year four is going to be his 34-year-old season. Oof. Yeah. And you're going to owe him, what, 57 million? 57. Yeah, he'll be 33, he, I guess. And nothing play, serious. He has a player option for 57 million. Nothing serious, but he's battled some injuries. He has. And so, yeah, if that's, that's uh, a big reason that, why. Is it? Yeah. Not great. Not great. I've, Not I, great. I went on a rant Sunday about how I thought pick eight in Washington was a prime candidate for the Thunder to trade for. And I, I kind of laid out my reasoning for that. <laughs> if they move Beal. One of my one of my prime reasons was they are limited on draft assets. They they owe a protected pick out. If you trade Beal, I don't think you're getting a huge haul for him because of that contract. But you're getting picks. Like a lot of people have floated the Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, and like three firsts, which that's Washington refilling the coffers with draft picks. You could then turn around and trade a guy like Denny Avdia. Um, you can maybe recoup a pick there. Um, they could re restock. And if they go in a rebuild, I don't think they are moving pick eight. I think they're, if they do, they're trying to move up the board, not down with the thunder. You could still try to blow them away with just a, a quantity of draft picks, uh-huh. but I'm also kind of okay. If the heat are the trade partner, because in order for the heat to trade future first, they have to unprotect a pick. They owe to OKC. Sure. So, it's insane he has a no-trade clause. The only player in the league. He's the last no-trade clause Crazy. in the NBA. It used to be really common, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, in many sports, and not many sports actually do them anymore because, I mean, like... <laughs> it's like, oh, it's almost like GMs learn their lesson. Makes everything worse, yeah. Now, if you are a team like the Wizards, though, like, if you do trade Bill, you get additional draft assets. I don't know. I can see the Thunder still being able to offer them future draft capital like i think 12 that's and smart, three firsts to get yeah, up to eight i think that's smart if you're rebuilding and then who cares if you don't have like a top tier player this draft if you're washington because you're trying you to bottom out yeah and, and then, your, your own picks are going to end up being pretty good after you blow right, it up right now again i don't know I, i'm assuming that washington has their their first pick in 2024 but anyways i think it's still a, a possibility Another thing is I think it's going to be mildly hard to trade Beal because of the new CBA rules and how punitive it is if you are way over the cap and having $57 million wrapped up in a 33-year-old bill. Yeah. That it's going to be... I mean, I know the cap is going to go up. It'll look better, but still. But that's still a huge amount for that guy who, I mean... Has Bradley? I'll have to look it up. Has Bradley Beal been an All NBA guy? Oh, 
He's been three-time All-Star. He was a 2020-2021 All-NBA player. What team was it? Does it say? No, it just says All-NBA. Okay. And and that's the thing is like paying $57 million for somebody like doesn't have to be a death nail in this new CBA, but paying $57 million for a guy that's only a three-time All-Star that's tough. Yeah. Like you have to really prioritize where all of your money is going. Well, and especially when you're looking at some of the teams that will be contending um, in the near term future and the long term future, right? Like if Bradley Bill is your second best player, are you winning a championship? The answer is probably no. Your third best player, then yes, you're absolutely mm-hmm. in contention. But then we get into the whole CBA situation and contracts and salary cap uh the the new salary cap coming up like can you afford it and still build a team around you know those three players if bill is your third option it's it's interesting that contract is certainly an albatross and it's also kind of weird seeing this this last generation of like this this new generation of nba players rise up and this last generation of nba nba players still have these albatross massive contracts Mm -hmm. still on the books like we're talking about Beal. We're talking about Harden. We're talking about guys that are toward the very end of their career that their contracts and their where they're going to chase rings now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's interesting to think about that. Would you do pull Kaminga and, and some firsts for Beal? Uh, if you're Golden State, you're already in tax hell. Right. It feels and like when the new state. CBA hits, you can't make that trade because you're limited on how you can trade. If you're Golden State, you trade some first and Kaminga for Beal? First Kaminga and Poole to match the salaries. You bring oh, in yeah. you bring in Beal. Well what's the what would be the reasoning? You go all just, out, go all out. Do, with, you just uh, go all in for these next three more, years. More years. Oh, yeah. no. And then you let everyone retire and move on. Golden State, Golden, like Golden State, State they, they know they're done. They Golden State knows they're done. I actually really There's like the Miami fit. Yeah, it I makes like sense. Miami fit too. Golden State knows they're done. <laughs> Beal will fit really well in a system uh, that, like, actually, like Miami is like an actual system. Um, and with Spolstra too, uh, he keeps those guys going healthy. Uh, it's not like he's running them into the ground. Like, what's his face over in New York? Um, I think that would be a good fit fit for him. Especially Jimmy Butler, uh, he would. Uh, he and Jimmy together would be fun. It would be fun, and it would be nice to have for have Jimmy to have a running mate every year. Yeah, besides Bam, Bam, yeah, it's really good. If uh, Memphis wasn't in turmoil, I'd say they'd be a good landing spot for him. Ugh. Don't you already? Ha- don't you have young Bradley Beal and Desmond Bain? You're right. Yeah, you already got shooters on the team, anyways. Yeah, in more ways than one. <laughs> no, hey, <laughs> no. When is the jaw out. suspension gonna drop? Well, now Adam he doesn't want to disrupt the the slop. That's the bad. The finals that's, were that's over. the ultimate slop. I don't. It's I don't know. Okay, okay. Let's talk about it. And Taylor's gone, so this, this is good. I was kidding. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Taylor. Is it thirty, fifty, or a full season? I don't think it's full season. I've heard fifty. I've heard thirty and fifty. Let's split with, the difference and go with 40. thirty. Would thirty be enough for you? Like as far as like like. Like, I think thirty would be the biggest suspension since Gilbert Arenas. Thirty is what I would personally 
want in that situation, but it's more important to me that he actually, you know, 30 puts him like past Christmas, I think. Yeah. Like it's more important to me that he actually addresses these personal issues he's having. No, no. Yeah, sure. Not like last time. Whenever he went to counseling for three days. days. Right. No, I I think that's key, right? Like you need to actually, and like, I think, I think Shane Sharp was talking about, everybody was talking about this the other day, but like, like actually addressing the behavior and then like then right. coming out a little bit later talking about it being a toy and all that other garbage is like really you're if that was that, his friend that put him on instagram live with a gun i'd also claim it was a toy you're gonna say that five you're gonna say that five six weeks later like what's going on this is the second time uh it's weird it's, it's really like weird. i have 30 50 splitting the difference like it sucks man sucks yeah i hate to see that i, I hate the top, to see the, that the top of that draft is uh not doing well right now that's between right. him and zion Jeez. oh zion some, some that's the worst dis- Z- zion's- zion is the sloppiest of the slop you know so, like, give us a give us a drop for the zion slop <laughs> you might say it's a little sloppy yeah he's swimming in very, the slop right now it, he's he's lost in the slop yeah definition of slop top yeah, <laughs> little little too much locked off. I think she's stoppy. still tweeting too. It's been it like might a be. week, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like I Zion, but like, man, it sucks. Poor decisions. It's a tough decision. Tough, 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 tough. Yeah. And it brings. All right, I think it's circle. time we get out of here. This is why you do not draft Gigi Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the uncontested slop drop pod. We hope you... <laughs> you guys in the chat got to chill, my guys. The degenerates out in full force tonight. <laughs> hope you guys enjoy you the slop pod. it's a little sloppy. <laughs> we will be back Sunday night. Um, I'll just tell you what we're doing Sunday night. We Sunday night's pod is the uncontested trading every single lottery pick uh, in like realistic trades that could go down on draft night so we're going to trade 13 picks we're not going to trade one because that's not possible but we're going to trade all the other picks we're going to see what we can come up with as a realistic trade should be a fun show and then the next wednesday is draft predictions before we do the draft live show all night thursday make your plan sub to the youtube channel we appreciate you guys we will chat soon enjoy all the slop and slop season hit us up on social media let let us know which of these rumors you think is the sloppiest let us know what you think about silva's slop drops and we will talk soon until then as always thunder up when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.